Now, it's going to be some meat for those of you that have problems swallowing real food. So I'm going to warn you right now so that we must understand, number one, the time that we're in. And we've got to watch this enemy that is very subtle in all of our lives. Amen. The subject or the scripture text is going to be from at Second Timothy, the third chapter. But before we start reading the text, I want to give you a background introduction to what's going on. Amen? And then to go through an outline that leads up to what we, the real, the real crux of what we're going to talk about, which is the Second Timothy, the third chapter, the subject for tonight is going to be a form of godliness. And uh, a form of godliness, we will, the intent is to go through that entire chapter. So I'm not going to be in a hurry. But we're going to go, and by any means, if you have any questions, raise your hand. But my plan is to be very plain. Amen? So the introduction or the history behind this text of Second Timothy, uh, things has not gone according to Paul and Timothy's plan. Paul had ordered Alexander and Hamish to step down from preaching or teaching the word of God. And they had refused to step down. A lot of times we, we're thinking, and, uh, and I'm hoping that we can get a little bit more sensitive than what we are, that it's easy to step away from the true teachings of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a lot easier than what you think. Paul had told one, who had bewitched you? You have been, who had caused you to turn from the gospel of Jesus? They're still preaching a gospel, but it's not the gospel that saves you. And a lot of times what has happened now to the New Testament church is that we have gotten carried away and not paying attention because a whole lot of stuff has been allowed to go on. And a lot of things have not been checked because the church has not had good leaders that stood by and know the word of God. Paul challenged Timothy to stay in the stay faithful to the true message, message, even if it meant him suffering and dying. And that is the responsibility of to every believer. 
I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Your responsibility is to stay faithful. And the gospel was not given to unfaithful folks to carry. He told him to train faithful men. Some people are not fit to carry the gospel because they are unfaithful. And Paul reminds Timothy that in the day before the opening appearance of Jesus as king, there will be a lot of trouble, not in the world, in the church. And so we are so focused on the world that we are not paying attention to all the trouble that the saints, the so-called saints with false spirits are bringing into the church. Some of it may be because they don't know, but some of it is because they refuse to hold to the truth of God's word. He says there's going to be false teachers, treacherous and insincere people. Look at people now. Most saints have lost their sincerity to follow God. Not just here. A lot of them here has, but not just here. They have lost their ability to be sincere in their worship, sincere in their praise, sincere in their walk. They can stop at any moment. Then he talks about there's going to be persecution and more. He urges Timothy to remember the gospel message. And I think that's, that is a problem. We're not remembering exactly what is the gospel. It deals with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the power to, to save you and to change your life. If your life is not changing, you are not adhering to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He urged him. He told him, now remember, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead in a descendant of, of David. And you have known this from your youth. A lot of people got this feel-good gospel. They want to tell you, oh, and they got this praise gospel. All they want to do is talk about praise. Baby, you got to live right before you can praise God. God is particular about what he hear come out of folks' mouth because if we're not saved, it's a stink in his nostrils. The, the writings that you have known since you were a child. And the word of God can't just be uttered it has to be rightly discerned. You find that uh, over in the fourth chapter. The gospel, the preaching, the teaching has to be rightly divided. If not, it's not the gospel of Jesus. I can tell you anything and make it sound good. But if I try to Bring teachers to myself. And what's what folks that won't, don't want to be saved? They look for teachers that, that, and they have itching ears. 
They got their favorite. They don't want nobody to tell them about their sins. And that's where the church is right now. People don't want to hear the truth. Amen. You got to remember this. If you don't get the truth of God's word, you'll never be saved. If you don't eat it, you're not part of his kingdom. If you don't do it, your soul ain't saved. Just point blank. Point blank. Ain't no sense in you getting mad or getting an attitude with nobody but yourself. All right? In Timothy, Paul was telling Timothy that it is a duty. Told him in the fourth chapter, you've got to live this, you got to reprove, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. Your flesh don't supposed to be showing up at church and the preacher letting it go. That's against the word of God. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Now I want to deal with the outline because this, if, if you would read this like it was originally wrote, it was not broken down to chapters and verse. It was one continual letter. Okay? Paul speaks concerning his son, Timothy, as a spiritual son. He reassures the reassurance of Paul, he tells Timothy that I am praying for you day and night. He's aware of Timothy's tears. He's aware of Timothy's testimony. The faith of Timothy. That is all God is looking for is you to have faith. And most of us in this hour is losing faith. How can you say that? By the way we walk. You don't believe God like you say you believe God. If you would, you'd be more consistent. You were better consistent a few years ago than you are now. But remember, the closer we get to the end time, the less folks are going to be saved. Because it's a called apostate. And you got to watch yourself from apostate, which is the great falling away. God told you that saints was going to leave him. And he knew they was going to leave him. But it's a shame for you to leave God and pretend like you don't know you done left God. Well, We're going to get there. The faith of Timothy, the faith of Timothy's family. Paul is letting Timothy know, I know you have faith. Can you say that about a lot of saints now? Don't show up. They come sporadically. They'll throw in and everything before God. And anybody, you don't have the faith. You may have a faith, 
but you don't have the faith, which puts God before everything you got going on, even your body. Not he wouldn't have told you. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Some of you ain't even doing reasonable service. Paul speaks concerning his Savior. He has redeemed and called us to a holy life. What God, Jesus had done. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous, not your marvelous light, his marvelous light. He did this by grace before the world began. Paul speaks also. And he says he destroyed death. It has introduced us into eternal life, to eternal life. We talk like it, but we don't expect to go. Paul speaks concerning himself. The apostle called. He's called from God. His call from God is twofold. He is an apostle and a preacher. To be a teacher to the Gentiles. A whole lot of folks want to run with a message, but ain't called by God and ain't been backed up by God. And they're causing a problem, not just for themselves, but to weak folks. The apostle confines, confinement, because of his calling, he he is suffering as a prisoner. The people that are truly called by God, they suffer in some form or another. Amen. So be careful what you want. Because you're going to get some suffering. It comes along with the job. You're going to be afflicted in one way or another because that is what God uses to keep his servant on the right track. It ain't glorious and glamorous. The apostle confidence. In spite of everything, Paul is not ashamed for he know in whom he trusts. You don't even remember who you trust after that. Remember that we're supposed to be trusting Jesus. Jesus is going to bring me out of this. Jesus is going to bring me through this. Jesus is going to heal me. Jesus is going to deliver me. Jesus is somehow going to give me the money. I ain't got to go out here and, and, and throw away my salvation to get the riches of this world. The apostles, companions, and friends in the gospel deserted him. This is dealing with the first chapter. So, Even his devoted friends walked away from him. Amen. The, the uh, second chapter outline, the role model. 
Paul likened the ministry to four secular occupations. Number one, a teacher. As a student, Timothy was taught many times by Paul. You ain't going to get nothing unless you're able to hear what is taught. You hear me? You're not going to be equipped if God would call you, he ain't going to be able to use you because he's not coming down to teach you. Somebody that's already here that he has set up in the church is going to have to teach you. As a pastor, Timothy must teach those things to other godly men. I had to get taught, and what I was taught, I got to pass on to whoever God calls to be taught next. That's how the gospel works, in succession. He talks as a soldier. Give all your energy to war. Oh, Lord, warfare. Give everything you got to warfare. We're not fighting. We're helping the enemy. We're pointing out other folks' weakness. We're helping him even in the accuser of the brethren. The right side of the church is against the left. Hopefully this is just a phrase. Just a phrase. Just a phrase. The right side of the church is against the left side. The front against the back. Give your energy to warfare. Fighting to be saved. Fighting for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't say you're doing it. Please don't. Give none of your energy to worldly affairs. Oh, Lord. We are more concerned about the world, so we're going to be in trouble when God comes back. If it ain't the world, we're more concerned about our flesh. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. He deals with the analogy as an, an, as an athlete. Strive for the victorious crown. You can't strive staying at home. You can't strive staying in your feeling. You can't strive shucking and jiving. You know we get good at shucking and jiving. Went through the whole day and lost track of time. Ain't did nothing. But you're tired. Ooh, in church tonight? I ain't going. And he tells them another analogy. As a farmer, work hard to the harvest. Work hard to harvest a large crop. Some of you ain't going to make it. Crop would die in the field. Because you wouldn't go out there and pick it. You know you got to pick it to bring it in the house. God done watered it. God done gave it sunshine. And you got to pick it. And it died in the field. Come on, saints. The reminder. 
A prisoner in Rome, Paul asked Timothy to reflect on two things. God, God messenger in chain. You don't stop preaching because you're tired of You don't stop preaching because you're sick. You don't stop coming to church and doing God's business because you ain't feeling good. He was Paul's, he was God's, he was God's messenger in chains. Then he said, he also looked at him as God's message, God's message can't be changed. When can the word of God get sick? When the word of God can't feel like saving? When the word of God won't come to church? It must not be in you. The result. I'm still dealing with chapter 2. If we die for Christ, we will live with him. If we die for Christ, we will live with him. What is we supposed to do die daily, ain't it? Last time I checked you. Some part of you supposed to be dying daily. You getting fat as a rat. If we endure hardness for Christ, we will reign with Christ. What are you doing for Christ? We done forgot God's supposed to be Something's supposed to be done every day for Christ. If we deny Christ, he will deny us. You know, you ain't got to do it with your mouth. You can do it with your lifestyle. I ain't reading today. I ain't going to church. It's Sunday. It's Wednesday. And you're going to deny him to go hang out with a bunch of sinners and that don't convict you? You're going to deny him and, and volunteer for a few hours on your job to get three or four more dollars? And when if you pay your tithe and do it right, he's going to bless you in due season. We want the blessings, but we don't want to serve the service of God. So we deny him. You know, I know we want to put a lot of blame on the sinner, but this thing, this Bible is written to the saints. And this ain't written to sinners, this is to the saints. If we are unfaithful, Christ remains faithful. I don't care what you do, and he whoop your tail, he is faithful. He done warned you. He done told you about yourself. Your conscience done convict you, and they could have, should have condemned you, and the word of God done came and made you mad. And you still can't get it straight. But the children are supposed to remain faithful. Oh, the house burned down. You're still supposed to be faithful. 
Oh, I broke my leg. You're still supposed to be faithful. You're supposed to show somebody that God is a healer. God is a deliverer. When we don't perform, the world don't see Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. When we don't do what we're supposed to do, the world don't see Jesus. Remember, we are written epistles, read and learned of men. When you go out there and curse and do everything else, you do go to the casino, go to the bar and everything else, don't even sit at the bar to get all of your food. I'm right here. Because I'm a written epistle. Read and learn of men. Some saints going to come there and see this. If he can do that and be saved, I know I can do that and be saved. <laughs> Amen. The devil going to see you. The devil going to magnify you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the responsibility. Paul's lists some of Tim Timothy's duty as a pastor. Now this is this is this here is for me. Just in case y'all don't realize the pastor gotta eat the word, do the word, and then tell you the word. Remember your people of the great scripture truth. Remind, I'm sorry, remind rather, your people of the great trip scripture truth. Now if you don't do it, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, I can tell you, you're going to hell. And don't expect to go to heaven. <laughs> Warn them against petty argument. Now, this is, this is what we do. The scriptures tell us not to argue. You find yourself arguing, you're already out of the scripture. the saints not to get into arguments and vain babblings it is unprofitable especially for a child of God you gonna cross that line cause you ain't that saved you just think you is no you ain't, you ain't that saved you might well be, be real you ain't you done disappointed you so many times you had to eat crow because you thought you were saving them what you were. So don't be arguing with nobody because you ain't that saved. And once you get in your feelings, you done already backslid. I'm talking about a form of godliness because you think you're right. Oh, no, all you got is a form of godliness because the gospel is not changing you. Strive to become an approved workman for God. A workman that need not to be ashamed. You know, you, you, you get up here preaching and then you done curse somebody out and they walk in that door. You should be ashamed. You get up here and mount a pulpit and you don't took somebody's wife or uh, took somebody's husband. You should be ashamed. You are an insult to the gospel. 
You done lied on somebody, got somebody eye black. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're supposed to be a saint of God. A workman that needeth not to be. You know it's bad when, when saints' conscience don't bother them no more. If your conscience don't condemn you, God is great. If your conscience condemns you, God is greater than your conscience. You're going to hell. That means he will turn you over to a reprobate if you can do all that stuff that they, the world do and you don't get no conviction. You go. You are just, what? Lord have mercy. What was the subject? You just got a form of godliness. The, the gospel ain't did nothing for you. Just a form. Just a shell of a saint. Avoid godless controversy. Folks want to argue about the gospel. Folks want to debate about the gospel. Not me. Why should I argue with you over something that's been written, written 2,000 years ago? And all I know is a peace. And if he give you a piece, you're going to know because he gave it to you. It wasn't because of your wisdom. And he never give everybody the same understanding. And he don't trust some folks. And he ain't going to give them nothing. The gospel, the preaching and the teaching is to edify the saints, not the ain'ts. Not to make you look big in your program. Hmm. As Elder Golden would say. The example, Paul points out two men. Hamies and Melites. I, I mean, I know I done, I done slandered it. I tried to practice, but it didn't stick. <laughs> Who had involved themselves in controversy. When you get in controversy, it is my right as the pastor to tell you what you need to do. And if you don't do it, sound. The error. They are claiming that the resurrection from the dead had already occurred. People got all kinds of lies that they would trip folks up. If the resurrection of the dead didn't already occur, what are we doing in the church? That means there ain't no such thing as the rapture, and he ain't coming back to get us. You better watch who you listen to. So he had a problem with them folks. And I don't know if you know that some folks that come here, they never get in the pulpit and never get an opportunity to preach. Or they get maybe a few exhortations. That's it. It's a whole lot of folks hadn't been invited back here to preach. Not because uh, uh, I think I'm better, but they food. I see a wallerman on a grapevine. It ain't about 
about money and me being deep and you wet dry come up here wiping my sweat and a uh, man of God ain't supposed to fall down if I stumble I'm supposed to fall Man of God, man of God, man of God. Sometimes I don't want to be a man of God. I just want to be Sammy. Man. You know, uh, some folk, when we taught our kids to call us by our name, you know, some folks got offended trying to tell us I wouldn't do that. Uh, that's my name. We had a purpose behind that. If we got separated from our kids, that's right after the Morgan Alert, Morgan Nick Alert thing came out. We wanted our children to be able to tell somebody our name. And they're good at calling Samus. And you know, I can appreciate them because they ground me. And they keep they kept me from getting the big head. I'm pastor, but I'm daddy. Daddy, I done boo-boo. I stink. Clean me. That's grounding enough. The great pastor don't wipe them. Come on here. They never let me be deep when they were small. I had to preach with them in my arm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. you still got to be saved. If not, you don't want to be saved. 
We used to have an expression out there in the world that the dough knob hit you where the good Lord split you. The objective is be saved. We're not going to agree all the time. Nobody on the planet agrees all the time. But we can get past anything you want to get past. Amen. The objective is to be saved. Let me hear that. The objective. Amen. That's all, that's all the reason why we're here. We're not here to have tea and crumpets. He tells them to present your body a clean vessel. Uh-oh. He tells them you're, you're going and taking a bath. You're supposed to live, we're supposed to live spotless from the world. But we keep running right out there and rubbing shoulders with the world and those same spirits get on us and we bring them back to the house of God. Or take them home. With, you can keep them at your house. You bring them in here, we're going to have a problem. Amen. And, and can, I, can I say something while I'm saying this? I don't go off the pulpit with the objective of pointing out one people. I try to deal with the whole church at the same time that I'm dealing. Now, if you just get caught up in something, you got caught up in something, and I ain't going to make no apologies. Y'all forget, I used to have to preach to my mama. And if it was good for her, it better be good for you. Well, he shouldn't say, well, don't get me frustrated. If you going to bow up, don't think I, I'm going to back down. The devil is alive. Present your bodies a clean vessel to God. Avoid evil and pursue good. Avoid evil. Everybody in here know what's evil. And you know what's good. It's like the TV show. How are you going to be a, a, a living a good a saint life and you watch an evil show? That stuff going to get in you. Keep on watching all that cursing and going on. First thing, you're going to let one out of church. And probably, we, I, remember, I remember we had testimony going on in church. And a, a lady got up to testify and was cursing in church. <laughs> she forgot where she was because she practiced that at home. Keep on doing your stuff. It's going to show up on you. She put her hand over her mouth, but she said it. All God revealed was what was in her. Amen. Paul warn, warns Timothy of a great apostate. And, and, and we finna go over some words right now.
just so you, you'll, you'll know when we get down into it. First you tell them the lover but be lovers of themselves. Fond of themselves and selfish. You know what that does? Those of you that put yourself before God. But what's going to trick you at the end? He tells the church or uh, tell Timothy to turn away from them. The church got a right to put you out. Just in case you didn't know that. Lovers of money, fond and covetous, boastful braggers. This is the Greek interpretation of the words. Proud, appearing above others, haughty. Think you're better than everybody else, huh? You super saint. In mind, my interpretation is to the New International Version, but that the word is abusive here. It should mean the same thing. Blaspheming against man or God. Disobedient to parents. Unpersuadable. And that's where we are with the gospel, natural and spiritual. Won't listen to nothing I tell you. Won't listen to nothing I preach. You're still trying to do it your way. I don't care what he said. I don't care if you don't do it. Ungrateful. Thankless. How are you going to uh, praise God when you're ungrateful? And unfaithful. And unthankful. Unholy, you wicked. Brother, sister, you'll do anything. You might even bring your knife to church. Without love, hard-hearted toward kindness, without natural affection. Yes, ma'am, you got your hand up? Oh, I'm looking for hands. I'm locked out. Unforgiving, unforgiving, truthless, truth breaker, slanderous, false accuser, devil or Satan. Oh, you mean to tell me you're accusing the Satan? Oh, oh, Monica Rosetta don't like me. Rosetta looked at me and said, you devil, you. Then I'm going to get in my feelings. That's what I'm acting like. Saints needs to start telling, calling some of y'all Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Without self-control, powerless, ain't got no power, incontinent, brutal, brute rather, or savage, fierce, and savage. Ooh, go off fighting and ready to just, just bring your stick and just juke them on, huh, Coco. Just savage. 
You can, you can, you can look at further, take it further and look in, into the English. Not lovers of God. Horse, hostile to virtue, despises of those that are good. Treacherous. A slander. A betrayer. A traitor. Rash. Reckless. Heady. Conceited. Yes. Rash. As red, oh. It says rash, reckless, reckless, that's what I meant to say, reckless and heady. Conceited, to be lifted up, pride or to be proud. Lovers of pleasure, fond of pleasure. Ooh, we going to have us a time. Let's, let's go to the basketball game. Let's go out of town. Keep on going out of town. You're going to miss it when we go out of this world. <laughs> lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Lovers of God is fond of God. And that's a good thing if you're fond of God. Having a form of godliness, the appearance, you act like you say when you come to church. You ain't going to lose out on coming to church. When you come, you're going to make the loudest noise. Every pastor you go to, you say, the empty wagon make the loudest noise. And you know what I found that out to be true? Oh, y'all, 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 I ain't calling nobody out. I ain't calling nobody. <laughs> but denying, denying means, uh, was it, was it, did I get that one? Look like I overlooked that one. Y'all have to excuse me. Denying the power thereof. Oh, godlessness. Godless, godliness, rather, is holiness. You know, we're supposed to be holy, right? What you going to do to yourself when you find out you ain't acting holy? You're supposed to do that. Not I skipped a few, but you can pick them up so you know where I was headed. Not having to do with such people, not having anything to do with such people. Avoid. And the English is keep away from. He talking about sinners. He talking about saints. You don't rub buddies with folks you see in opposition with God. I don't care how they try to sway you. Those spirits are contagious. They are contaminating. And you'll find yourself not being saved. Then he gives an example. Like Janus and Jamboree. 
opposed Moses. For those of you that are taking notes, Exodus the seventh chapter. These men opposed the truth. When Aaron threw his rod down, they threw theirs down and they turned into a snake. But they did it by sorcery and witch. You got no telling. You might have folks in the church practicing witchcraft. But if you off, God can't tell you off nothing about them because you off. Your spirit ain't going to discern nothing while you off. You can't even trust your spirit when you get mad because you off. These men of depraved mind, who as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. God will reject you. Everybody in the church ain't going to heaven. Some of them ain't going into probably next year. Yeah, go ahead. I think the people are ready for a break. Some of the looks I'm seeing. Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're, that's supposed to be a shofar. They're not Jewish. They probably can't even blow them. That's a shofar. It's a sound. It's a, used in praises. Used in in the Bible time. Used in calling services together. They'll go after anything. They don't mean they know what they're doing. All that ain't required. It's a ram horn. Ain't no telling what you done overlooked that shouldn't have been in there. They don't know what they're doing. And they don't care. People are going after gimmicks. And they're going after folks that don't want nothing to build a church so that they can uh, say they got a lot of members. I'm probably the only pastor in, in, in that I know of that don't care, especially if you come and don't want to be saved. Leave. This is about salvation. And a lot of it is about numbers and money. Can, can I tell you? Can, can I tell you? A lot of folk got folks, but they ain't got no money. They hoodwink those folks to give big offerings. Because most of them won't pay tithe. And if you fill the church up with a bunch of young folks, they broke. And you're going to have a nest full of sin and folks that don't want to be saved. That's why they gravitate to those places. And most of them was young fools. Now they're old fools in there playing games. i never forget something my brother told me. He's much older. I hope he's much wiser now. But I doubt it. Go to so-and-so in church. That's where they got all the women at. They ain't going to church to meet the women. And apparently the pastor wasn't telling them nothing about a standard. Saints and sinners ain't supposed to hook up. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's the marriage bed. 
If you do, don't be surprised what you get. A black eye, broken nose. Trying to sing the song, 50 Ways to Lose Your Lover. I'm sorry, it was leave your lover. Aaron's staffs, they threw their staff down and it turned to a snake. Aaron's staff ate it up. And after that, what happened? Them boys went high. They weren't hanging around for the next 10 plagues. Satan duplicates everything that God does. So watch what you let you let yourself into. Y'all hear me? Satan has a tongue. Satan has a dance. I've seen it with my own. So that should be a prelude to what we're getting ready to get into now. Not to love, for them not to love their money. People will only, people will love only themselves and their money, rather. That's the time we're living in. Both bragging about what they got more than anything else. And saints are doing the same thing. They are forsaking God, going after money. Go on to these big churches. That's what it's all about. $25 for a tape, a CD. In some places, it's higher. Have a convention. You got to pay $100 to enter. And they printing whatever they printing there. And all you're going to get is a little notebook pad and a pencil and a piece of peppermint. And then you got to buy your dinner. But you had a great time. They will be proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, and unholy. You tell me that ain't the church. Nobody wants to be right no more. They want to justify. They're not doing what the word of God commanded. He didn't just command it to you. He commanded to everybody. But you know, we're comfortable. We'll do a little bit of it just so that we can have a form of God. I pray that this makes you the most uncomfortable you've ever been since you came to church. We don't think nothing about the way we live and still calling ourselves saved and don't think nothing about what comes out of our mouth and still say we say. Nothing about that. Mm -hmm. 
I ain't going to never forgive <laughs> You need to sit down. You know, I'm convinced that's the problem with most folks in the church that keep on having problems. Brother, sister, don't you realize everybody going through and ain't nobody got time to be picking on you? I'm trying to get through this so I can go home and get the rest so I can fight tomorrow. I got to fight the devil every day in some form or another. Sister, if I can leave, I'd be the first one to go. <laughs> Even if you gave that list, and I'm not going to go through as much more, so you got the definitions. And my encouragement to you, just in case you think I'm playing with your mind, look it up in the English. And get a greater understanding, and that way you'll be able to curve yourself and bring yourself back in, because you may be getting out too far. And you'll get out there to the point of no return when you start thinking wrong is right and right should be wrong, and right is wrong. That's a problem. And then, the next, why is everybody picking on me? You f now you find everybody going down this aisle instead of coming down that aisle where you at. People ain't got time for that. Paul lists two types of people involved in apostate. Sexually weak, wild, sin-burdened women. Oh my Depraved men who will oppose God, like Janice and Jamarine, we're talking about that. Weak women. He gives a good, good description. I'll tell you what it is, just in case you think I'm, I'm picking on you sisters. Sexually weak, willed, Sin burdened women, that's in uh, the third chapter, sixth in the seventh verse. Depraved men, that's the third chapter in the eighth to the ninth verse. So, brother, sister, we can fall in two different categories in the church. I'm just fertile. <laughs> And the brothers just want to do it his way. I'm doing it. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm a man just like he is. We ain't doing nothing, he said. You hear me? So don't bring that up. We ain't doing nothing. 
Now, just in case you don't know me, you think you do. If God ever give me to get this, then go ahead and say, stand up, brother. Sit down, member. I mean, sit down, visitor. These got to be done.